The following program is a paid promotion sponsored by Peak Financial Freedom Group. Saving for retirement is a great start, but it's what you do with this money that really matters. How will you reduce your taxes in retirement, generate income, pay for the skyrocketing cost of health care, and get more from your Social Security benefits? Welcome to the Peak Financial Freedom Hour with your hosts Jim Files and Dan Ahmad. This is where you can count on straightforward and objective advice that can help you overcome the toughest challenges in retirement today. And now, here are your hosts, Jim and Dan. Welcome to the Peak Financial Freedom Hour. I'm Dan Aubin here, and I'm here with my co-host, Jim Files. and thanks so much for joining us today. How much money do you really think you need to save so that you can have a successful retirement? Is it $1 million, $2 million, $3 million, maybe even more? Have you come up with a number that's going to actually allow you to finally retire and stop worrying about your money? Many people have come up with this magic number that they're trying to achieve, but there's rarely any type of rhyme or reason behind that number that they've came up with in their mind. Now, how about saving and investing for retirement is obviously critical to your financial success. We know that. But Jim, achieving some random savings goal won't necessarily ensure a successful retirement, will it? Daniel, yeah, that's exactly right. But we can show you a long list of people that had millions of dollars that went broke. And we can show you a long list of people that saved a modest amount of money and it was more than they needed. So how do you know how much money you need for retirement. You really don't know your magic number until you have an actual plan behind those savings for things like taxes and social security, healthcare risk, generating income, and so on and so on. So coming up on today's show, a sobering message about the myth behind your magic number and what it really takes to retire successfully today. Well, Jim, people have to have a strategy to generate income from different sources in retirement. And when you really think about it, you know, people can spend decades and decades working towards this specific savings goal. And we know it's great if you manage to reach that goal before you retire, but you have to have a plan to replace your paycheck in retirement. Otherwise, the big problem is you run the huge risk and the biggest fear people have of burning through your savings far too soon, which means, Jim, you run out of money during retirement, which is retiree's number one fear. That's exactly right, Dan. And, you know, you, you said the key word there. You said plan. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that again. Plan. P-L-A-N. Uh, your plan is not your 401k plan or your 457 or your 403 or your IRA. That's not a plan. Uh, that's an investment structure. Uh, your plan is uh, what we describe is comprehensive. It's going to lay out your risk for the rest of your life with how you have your portfolio configured. It's going to lay out the fees you're paying, both the visible fees and the invisible fees. It's going to lay out your income by income source, i.e. Social Security 1, Social Security 2, you might have a pension, and how your assets are going to deliver income to you every month and every year for the rest of your life. It's going to lay out your tax plan. It's going to lay out your beneficiary plan. It's going to lay out all the components that you are required to do if you understood this correctly, in order to have a successful retirement, Dan. But most people think their plan is the statements they get every month from Fidelity or from TD Ameritrade or from their 401k. They think these statements they get, that's their plan because that's what their advisor says. Hey, let's review your plan. And it is an investment plan, like you're saying, but it isn't a true plan. So what happens is we end up focusing on this magic number that you're supposed to get to. And what is that? Is it a million, two million, three million or more? 
And if you get to that number, supposedly you're financially secure. But how in the heck do you know if you're financially secure unless you've actually created a full comprehensive income plan that shows where your income is going to come from for as long as you live, kind of like what you're talking about and have it in writing, show how much tax you're going to pay because people are so worried about how much tax they're going to pay and know what your net income is after paying that tax on a monthly basis. Because what if you had $3 million and it wasn't enough to retire? What if you had $2 million and it was more than you needed to retire? How do you know? We hear this all the time for people that come into our firm for a second opinion. If you're still working and you're two to four or five years from working and stop working, everybody has that question. They've been told that they think they can retire, but they have no idea if they can retire. And that's on the back of their mind. And unless you have a plan in place that delineates with specificity exactly when you can retire and how much income you're going to generate when you pull that plug, you are not going to feel comfortable retiring. Well, let's look at a couple examples of clients that came in recently you and I both worked with. One couple came in and they thought their magic number was $3 million of savings. They had about 2.75 million, so they were short and they were really good savers and they were so focused on getting to that $3 million number and they both were 65 and he estimated that by the time they were 67 to 68, so he wanted to be conservative using the 68 number, they could retire. Well, I asked him, I said, how did you come up with that $3 million number? He said, I just assumed that's what we needed. So we did a full comprehensive retirement analysis and these people wanted to retire as soon as they could, but they thought the quickest was age 68. We did a full analysis and guess what? These people had enough money at $2.75 million, Jim, to be able to retire right now. So they now are planning to retire in January versus waiting for three more years, having to work three more years. And how hard is it to work three more years when you're 65 to 68 if you really want to retire at 65? Well, it's really hard, right? If you don't like your boss, if you don't like the drive, if you don't like the atmosphere, every single day is grueling. Anyone right now that's retired or nearing retirement you're stuck between a rock and a hard place with generating income during retirement time. You have to look at interest rates at the bank. They're at close to 0%. Bond yields aren't much better. In some cases, bonds are losing money. And if you consider the impact of inflation, especially recently, you're actually losing money. And if you invest more money in the stock market, that comes with a lot of risk, right? Especially during retirement. So what is the answer? That's why we put something together just for our loyal listeners on the show today. Learn how you could turn your savings and investments into an income workhorse in retirement with a free peak financial retirement blueprint. This free customized analysis, it's going to allow you the fastest and safest way that could increase your income that most people really overlook. The key to protecting your principal from growing risk on Wall Street how you could get even more income from your Social Security benefits, and how to manage and reduce the taxes you will pay on your income. You know, Dan, uh, the best part, remember, uh, this analysis is free. There's no cost. There's no obligation. But we're only going to offer this to the listeners who call us today. There are only so many hours in a day, and we can't do this for everyone. So we're offering this to qualified listeners who call us today. Be one of the first seven callers. If you saved at least $500,000 for retirement, Dial pound 250 on your cell phone and then say the keyword money. If you're, kind of, if you're the kind of person who needs to make your money work for you but can't afford to lose a dime, this is right up your alley. And all you have to do is call and leave a message. Just dial pound 250 on your cell phone and then say the keyword money. That's pound 250 and say the keyword money. When we come back, a critical retirement question that most people don't know the answer to. 
You're listening to the Peak Financial Freedom Hour with Jim Files and Dan Ahmad. This is where you can count on straightforward and objective advice that can make your money go a lot further in retirement. And now, here are your hosts, Jim and Dan. If I asked you how much money you have in your IRA or 401k, you probably know that number right off the top of your head. But what if I asked you how much you'll need to pay in taxes on that money in retirement? And most people we found don't have any type of clue. And if you don't know this number, the amount of taxes you're going to pay, you really don't know how much money you actually have to spend for your retirement, right? Well, welcome back to the Peak Financial Freedom Hour. I'm Dan Ahmed, and I'm here with my co-host, Jim Files. And today we're talking about this myth behind your magic number and what it really takes so that you can retire successfully. Coming up in this segment, why taxes could be your biggest expense in retirement and what you can do right now that could potentially reduce or eliminate these taxes in retirement. So taxes, Jim, they're a big topic for a lot of people, mainly because they just don't understand them. And things we don't understand we're confused about, it tends to scare us, anything in life. But taxes scare most people more than anything. And when you look at what taxes could do to someone's retirement, it becomes imperative they plan. Well, if you look at all the things that are happening right now in Washington politics, you know, talks of all these tax increases that have been coming out of Washington since Biden has taken office, um, no matter what or when we see these changes, you know, those tax strategies, it's going to be critical to help someone build a successful retirement based on what's really happening. You know, Dan, that's exactly true. And I think everybody, um, other than maybe CPAs and enrolled agents, um, are concerned about tax or, or really, I should say, understand taxes. Because understanding taxes to the consumer um, is, is frightening at times, but it's quite easy. Um, but before you can get into trying to do tax savings, you do have to understand how taxes actually work. And we've done many, many workshops, Dan, in the past where we actually teach people very simply how taxes actually work. And once you have that education and the foundation of how taxes work, then you can start to understand how the strategies can be implemented into your retirement plan so it's going to be effective for you long term. Well, think about it. There have been trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars the government has put into the economy to provide economic stimulus trillions and i don't know if you really know but um the people listening a billion dollars is a thousand million millions a trillion dollars is a thousand billions and they just throw trillions around like it's just cool thing well what's after trillions is it zillion gazillions i don't even know what the heck that it is but i'm sure they're going to get to them some point but when you look at all the money that went in the infrastructure updates social policy bills all these things everyone knows in their gut that there's going to be some form of tax increase in the future. We just know that. You know, you look at all the articles that are out there, whether it's Kiplinger, they had an article, I think it was titled, Don't Assume You'll Pay Less Taxes in Retirement Because of Taxes Going Up. Barron's is saying, ignoring this conventional advice could save you a lot of tax retirement. There's so much data out there. But with all the money going into the economy right now from the government, what's going to happen? Well, Dan, you know, I mean, I think everybody realizes that you can't throw 
trillions and trillions of dollars um, at the economy and expect nobody to pay that back. Um, every one of us are going to pay that back. And it's not just going to be the wealthy, like they say. Uh, there is going to be trickle down to everybody in the economy. It's eventually going to be putting their share in the bucket because there's no way that you can get uh, that much stimulus into the economy without being responsible for paying it back. And we all know that. And that's why we're seeing inflation right now. Uh, that's why we're seeing the supply problem. Uh, that is why people are concerned right now that a gallon of gas and a bottle of milk continues to go up. And that's not going away for a long time. Uh, uh, this period of time that they're talking about is going to be short-lived. We don't believe. We think this inflation problem is going to be around for a while. And if you don't have your portfolio uh, positioned correctly uh, and using the old ways of managing money, we don't think apply today, Jan, because this inflation, this uh, stimulus package, uh, this continually spending money and putting money into the economy is going to cost everybody a lot of money one day. Well, you know, we do a lot of tax planning in our um, plans that we create for individuals. And it's what really has to happen these days. And one of the things that we've always promoted is to look at how do you pay the lowest amount of taxes over your entire retirement, including when you pass on assets to beneficiaries, because those could create a lot of taxes as well. Um, Forbes in April had an article and they call it an easier way to pay fewer taxes in retirement. And they talked about how it might seem counterintuitive that paying a little bit of taxes now rather than deferring might actually allow you to pay a lot less taxes over the long run. And when we do our analysis on our plans, we found that to be true in a lot of cases. In fact, it's one of the things we promote, trying to have a levelized form of income throughout retirement. And I kind of think that's kind of neat too, because think about how many people that are 60 that we meet and they go, I'm going to wait till I'm 72 to use my IRAs. Well, when you're 72 versus 60, when can you spend the money better at 72 or 60? 72, you're going to be older. Who knows what your health's going to be like? At 60, you can spend the money on traveling, on doing the things you want, the remodeling, um, buying the new car, all those things you want to do. You can spend it easier, younger. But so many people, to avoid taxes, they think in their mind, they defer. And in most cases, deferring can potentially increase your taxation over the long haul, Jim. No, it increases it by a number of ways. And one way is let's just assume you're going to defer. Let's say you retire at 62. And you've been told to defer taking your RMDs, uh, which are your required minimum distributions. And that means that on any type of tax a savings plan where you have deferred taxes uh, that aren't being paid, your 401k, your IRAs, uh, your 457s, your 403bs, all that is what, they're, what we're talking about here. If you defer, that means that each year, if you have reasonable gains in your portfolio, your portfolio is going to continue to grow and grow and grow, which means when you do turn somebody to and you actually have to pull the trigger and begin to take income, are you going to take less, Dan, or more money out of your portfolio? You're going to have to take more. So think about what you just said. Think about what Jim just said, and that is if you have more money, substantially more money in your account at 72 than you have now because you have not used it. And at that point at 72, they force you to start taking money out of your account. You will be forced to take a significantly higher amount from that point going forward. It's not just at age 72. It'll mean you'll have to take out more money at 72 and pay more tax, more money at 73 and pay more tax, more money at 74 and pay more tax, more money at 75 through 95 and pay more tax over your entire lifetime simply because you have deferred taking the money now. Um, there's a second Big, big, big problem, Jim, and that is if you have these deferred assets and you defer taking income and you let them grow, which you like seeing the assets grow, but again, knowing you're going to take a higher 
minimum distributions. Now you're going to have more money in your IRAs, et cetera. And you pass away because if you don't don't take the money out and you're 72, you're older. So 72, 73, you have more money in your account. 82, you have more money in your account. And you die. The old rule allowed your beneficiaries to take your IRAs out over their entire lifetime. They could spread the heck out of the taxes. It was a great strategy called the stretch IRA. What happens now, though, if I'm 72 and I have $3 million in my IRA and I die and I want to pass it on to my kids, what happens now? Well, now, under the new rule, you have to take all that money out over a 10-year period. You can take it out yearly, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, or you take it all at once or all at the end, but you have to take it out before the 10th year. So basically, if, I, if, we, if I had $3 million, I'd have to take out three, or my beneficiaries would have to take out $300,000 plus earnings, or take it out all at a lump sum in the end, $3 million plus all the earnings, which is going to jack up their taxes. Yeah, and also when we talked about taxes, just so the audience understands this, not only do you have no, more money if you do the deferral that we were talking about right now and wait till 72 to start taking your RMDs, but also that kicks you possibly and potentially into a completely different tax bracket, because all of a sudden you're in one tax bracket, but now you have to take out a lot more money and you've been jumping into a different tax bracket that will have a greater impact on the amount of money you're going to be paying to the federal government in taxes, Dan. Well, and think about it. A lot of times when we meet with people, and probably you're listening right now, you're saying, you know what, I, I'm really worried about the taxes, but I'm also worried about using my money too early because of two main things. Two main things are, I'm worried about a big loss in my portfolio. The second is, I'm worried that my money is going to run out if I start using it. Well, what if a plan could be put together? Just imagine this. Don't have to believe it yet, but just imagine. What if a plan could be put together that would help you significantly reduce the risk in your portfolio? Significantly. You might have 40 or 50% risk right now, what if you could reduce your risk down to 5 or 10%, meaning if the market crashes, you should plan on losing 5 to 10% versus 40 to 50%. That'd be great. What if then also you could build a plan that would allow you to take income now that would last for as long as you lived, even if you lived to 100, like some of our clients are going to live to, some of you are going to live to. What if you didn't have to worry about big losses or the money running out, Jim? How would that then allow someone to use this tax strategy of taking out a level amount of income over a longer time period to reduce their taxes? Well, you know, this is what people ask themselves all the time. If you're married or you're single, uh, you're bouncing these types of questions off your spouse as you get closer in retirement because you don't know these answers. And unless you know these answers, you have to be able to put this stuff in writing so that you can comprehend how this strategy is going to work, Dan. How much money have you saved in your IRA or your 401k? You want to think of this money as being your money. It's yours. But it's really a joint account between you and the IRS. Because remember, you still have to pay taxes when you withdraw this money in retirement, right? The good news is that there are ways you could dramatically reduce these taxes. Reducing your taxes in retirement. It's just one of the critical issues we tackle with our Peak Financial Retirement Blueprint. And today we're offering to create one of these customized plans just for you. And we're not going to charge you a dime. This free customized plan will show you how you could potentially reduce your taxes in retirement, generate dependable income while lowering your risk, wring every nickel out of your Social Security benefits, and seamlessly pass your wealth on to the people you love, and so much more. Dan, you know the most important part? There's no cost and there's no obligation, but there are only so many hours in a day, and we can't do this for everyone. So we're offering this to qualified listeners who call us today. Be one of the next seven callers. If you've saved at least $500,000 for retirement, dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword money. Again, dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword money. 
Many advisors may charge thousands of dollars for a customized plan like this. We're not going to charge you a dime, and there are no strings attached. This offer is available for the listeners who call us today. Just dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword money. Again, pound 250 and say the keyword money. Are you taking too much investment risk than you know or need to at this stage of the game? When we come back, the latest strategies that can help you reduce your investment risk in retirement. Want to learn how you could make the most out of every dollar you've saved for retirement? You've come to the right place. Welcome back to Peak Financial Freedom Hour with Jim and Dan. If the stock market crashed and your portfolio dropped by 30%, 40%, or even 50% like it did in 2001 and 2 or 2007, 8, and 9, would you still be okay with that? And would you still be able to retire according to plan? And would you have a successful retirement? Well, welcome back to the Peak Financial Freedom Hour. I'm Dan Ahmed here, and I have my co-host, Jim Files. We're talking today about the myth behind your magic number and what it really takes to retire successfully today. Coming up in this segment, the latest strategies that could help you reduce your investment risk and why proper current asset allocation is way more complicated than a simple mix of stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. You know, Dan, I'm going to break this down into a couple of pieces as we talk through this today. Uh, Let's talk about the very first line that you brought up, and then we'll talk about um, how a conventional portfolio today may not work like it has worked in the last 30 years going forward for the next 10 years. Uh, You mentioned your first uh, opening statement, what if your portfolio dropped by 30, 40, 50%, or maybe more? There are two schools of thought, Dan, today. One is that person who says, hey, uh, the market's great. Um, It's always going to come back, and we'll kind of hang in there, and there's not going to be any issue. You mean write it out? Write it out, right? Uh, Stay the course, no matter what happens. Well, folks, um, we'll tell you a couple stories here. Uh, Imagine if you retired in 1999 and you did that. That means in 2000, we entered the tech bubble. And between 2000, 2001, and 2002, the market dropped 53%. So imagine you have a million dollars in your retirement plan. You just retired, and you're taking $50,000 out of that portfolio in the form of income to supplement your Social Security. Now you're down to $500,000 approximately, and you're still taking $50,000 out because you have to supplement your income sources. Now you're taking 10% out of your portfolio and not five. And then 2003, four, five, six, and finally in 2007, the the market back to even, but that's assuming you paid no fees, and that's assuming you paid no took no money out, Dan. If you had been taking out money at that point, what, Dan, is the likelihood before you even hit 2007, 8, 9, where the market goes down another 55%, what's the likelihood of somebody drawing money out of their portfolio starting in 2000, and they go through that dip? with their money lasting for the rest of their lives. The likelihood, the probability their money will last is very, very, very low, probably close to zero. And it really comes down to that the closer you are to retirement, the harder it is to recover from any type of major loss in the stock market. And you have to look at now with the stock market being at record highs and continuing, it seems to break records almost every day, then it goes back down, then it goes back up. It's basically just a matter of time before that next correction happens. Because if you go back to 1929 and look at how many times we've had corrections, and a correction is a 20% loss in the stock market. We've only had 16 of those, so it doesn't sound like that bad. Only 16 since 1929, why would I worry about that? Because mathematically, that means it happens every five years. The average loss in the stock market when we have a correction is 39%. So if you can imagine now, if you're 60, and this is gonna happen historically every five years, and you live to 90, that means you're gonna go through six more average 
29% losses in the stock market. How in the heck are you going to navigate through six more 39% losses while you're trying to draw a significant amount of money off of your assets while all these losses are happening? It becomes virtually mathematically impossible, Jim. You know, Dan, but people have gotten uh, really complacent over the last 12 and a half years because we have been in the longest bull market run in American history. And people don't realize, and even when I say this, it may you know, go in one ear and out the other ear, but think about what Dan just said. Uh, we're in the longest bull market run in American history, 12 and a half years into this run, but every five or six years on average, the market drops by 39% or greater. So what's the likelihood, Dan, of the market going down in the future? Well, if we take history as a lesson, which we believe we should, especially when you're looking at the bad things, it's kind of like planning for war. You got to plan for the bad things. It's going to happen. We just don't know when because the market is a market. That means it goes up and down and you better plan it going up and down because it always has. And we think it always will. Whether you're talking about the stock market, real estate market, interest rates, bonds, gold, it, they all go up and down. Well, once we get to a high point, which right now, if you look at Robert Schiller, he's a Nobel Prize winner, uh, professor, and he has what's called the CAPE ratio, the cyclically adjusted price to earnings ratio. He says right now, stocks have never been this expensive other than at the height of the 2000 dot-com bubble and in 1929. So imagine the two big, huge drops that we can remember, we're basically saying stocks are as expensive as that as those happenings. You know, Dan, you made a comment here in the opening statement where uh, asset allocation is more complicated than a simple mix of stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. And that goes back to what we're talking about right now. Trying to do the same thing when the market crashes and expect different results than what's happened in the past to people isn't going to work. So you have to look at your portfolio completely differently. There are different strategies. There are different financial instruments that you can utilize and implement and integrate within your portfolio to help mitigate these problems. But again, just you know, throwing a portfolio together with 60% equities and 40% bonds and staying the course and hope it's going to work out, we think, because we have not had a market crash in a long time, that type of investor is going to suffer significantly, Dan, when that happens. Well, Jim, um, according to Barron's, they agree with you. Barron's had an article this November, November 4th, and it was titled, The 60-40 Portfolio is Dead. Here's how advisors are replacing it. And what they talk about it specifically is what you just said, and that is a 60% stock, 40% bond portfolio, whether it's individual stocks and bonds or mutual funds, whatever it is, it could be decades before you can expect to produce enough stable growth and income to meet your ultimate retirement goals. Decades, not just two or three years, but decades. And if you look at some of the other articles out there, we've seen so much research that shows that many economists and many people in the financial industry believe the stock market over the next eight years could be negative and over the next 10 years could be at a zero or 1% rate of return. We know we probably don't need to tell you this, but the next generation of retirees have far more challenges, far more than any previous generation. Soaring inflation, higher taxes, 0% interest rates at the bank, a potentially overvalued stock market, and a skyrocketing cost of health care. You're smart enough to know retiring successfully is going to take a lot more than achieving some random savings goals. You need a plan. You need an actual written plan. Without it, it's the fastest way you could run through your entire life savings far too soon and not have any more income that will allow you to pay for those types of wants and needs you have on a monthly basis. That's why we put something together just for the listeners on the show today. We will create a customized plan just for you. 
It's called the Peak Financial Retirement Blueprint, and we're not going to charge you a dime. This free, customized plan will show you how you could potentially reduce your taxes in retirement, generate dependable income while lowering your risk, wring every nickel out of your Social Security benefits, and your best options to hedge against inflation and more. You know, Dan, many advisors may charge thousands of dollars for a customized plan like this, but we're not going to charge you one penny. And there are no strings attached, no obligation whatsoever. Unfortunately, though, there's not enough time to do this for everybody. So we're offering this to qualified listeners who call us today. Be one of the next seven callers. And if you've saved at least $500,000 for retirement, dial pound 250 on your cell phone and then say the keyword money. Again, pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword money. This offer is available for the listeners who call us today. All you have to do is call and leave us a message. Again, just dial pound 250 on your cell phone and then say the keyword money. That's pound 250 and say the keyword money. When we come back, why filing for Social Security could trigger higher taxes and double your Medicare premiums. Reducing your taxes, optimizing your Social Security benefits, generating income, and paying for the skyrocketing cost of health care. We tackled the toughest issues with planning for retirement today. Welcome back to the Peak Financial Freedom Hour with Jim and Dan. Did you know 96% of Americans lose an average of $111,000 in Social Security income? Why? Well, it's because they claim their benefits at the wrong time. Welcome back to the Peak Financial Freedom Hour. I'm Dan Ahmed, and I'm here with my co-host, Jim Files. And today we're talking about the myth behind your magic number and what it really takes so that you can retire successfully today. Coming up now in our final segment, why filing for Social Security is one of the biggest financial decisions you'll ever make, plus the strategies that could help you get even more income when you file for those benefits. And Jim, everyone out there, they want to try to get every nickel out of their Social Security benefits because think about it, they've been paying into Social Security for 30, 40, even 50 years in some cases. And Making those decisions, it's crucial and part of their comprehensive retirement income plan when we start building this for them. So I think a lot of people don't really realize this, but there's a right way and a wrong way to claim your Social Security benefits. And not knowing that type of difference could cost them those hundreds of thousands of dollars in their lifetime. You know, Dan, we deal with doctors, we deal with attorneys, CPAs, business people, nurses, you you name it. Um, And everybody comes in with the same darn question. When should I start taking Social Security? And these are really, really smart people. But there's so many different answers around that. And we have found uh, the only way that you can determine when you should take Social Security and when you can maximize that benefit and when you can maximize the amount of income that you can take out of the system is to run software around that based on an individual client's customized plan and show with math and science when it's right to take it. So we just don't say, well, you should take it at 62 or 66 or when you retire or defer till 70 because every year after 62, you're going to get an 8% increase to your income as you defer. But there's so many strategies around that, Dan, and we have developed our own software here so that we can mathematically show clients with great detail exactly when they should turn on Social Security, Dan. And doesn't that take the whole threat out of this problem that we're talking about right now? Well, yeah, it takes the threat out. And the threat is basically people not understanding what they're supposed to do. That's what we always worry about. We always feel the fear or the threat of things we don't understand. And there's so many things that go into 
making that decision. Are you married? Do you have kids? Do you want to leave money to beneficiaries? Do you have another pension? Do you have other forms of um, fixed type of income? You know, when you look at Social Security, for a lot of people, it's going to be the only pension type of income they currently have. They'll have to find a way to create dependable monthly income off the rest of their assets. But Social Security might be their only fixed income, and then that's kind of scary. So you want to make sure you're making the right decision around that. Then you build the rest of your plan around that. Uh, A lot of people make the mistake, Jim, of thinking, okay, well, I'm going to either take Social Security as early as I possibly can just because I think that's the best decision. Or on the other hand, you have the other side saying, I'm going to defer Social Security for as long as possible because I think that's the best decision. And both those might be the best decision for individual people, but you don't know until you do what you just said, create a total plan that shows what's going to happen and when they should individually take Social Security. I'm going to give you an example. What if someone's 64 and they're still working and they let's say their normal retirement age is 67 and they're still working and they're making 60 grand a year and they think they better get locked into Social Security right now and take Social Security and let's say they're making 60 grand a year. Well, you know, if you do that, Dan, and you're still working, there's a rule. And I believe it's $19,700 for a married couple, approximately. In other words, if you make more than that, which you would in this example because you're still working, and you turn on Social Security at the same time, for every dollar that you make over that figure, and let's say it's $19,700. For every $2, they take a dollar back in Social Security benefits. So it's really, you can see this penalty kicks in very quickly. So in that example, they'd lose 20 grand, right? That's right. Because if, if they, let's say it's 20 grand for the base, they make 60, they're 40 grand above, they lose half of their 40 grand above. Exactly. So that is why it's critical that you sit down and you have a plan created so you understand when you should turn on Social Security and when you should not turn on Social Security. How about the other side now? You have someone come in, let's say they're 67, and they think, well, I might defer my Social Security until 70. At 67, maybe they're getting $3,000 a month. And at 70, maybe they're getting 4,000. It sounds like such a huge increase because it is. But typically we find that if someone defers it till 70, again, just as one math calculation, it takes them until about age 84 to break even. Is that you know correct as far as what we see a lot of times? Yeah, there's a break even point, right? Should I take it early or should I take it later? And if you do the math, and I believe me, uh, the federal government does this math for you. Uh, they're not uh, being nice people about telling you, hey, wait each year and defer your social security. We're gonna give you an 8% bump because it's in their favor. No, no, uh, or in your favor. It's because it's in their favor in many cases. So what you you have to do is you have to mathematically determine your break-even point, look at your life expectancy, look at your other income sources, look at whether your wife worked or not, is she getting half of your Social Security or is she getting a larger amount? What happens if you pass away early? early? All this math has to be done, and in the end, you can determine, hey, this is the point when they need to take Social Security. Definitely, definitely. How about this other point? Um, with COVID, the pandemic, it has added tremendous strain to the entire troubled social security system, what they call the social security trust fund. And it's been noted that if the government does not address those shortfalls, the problems in the system, the benefits could be slashed by 25% in 2034, which would then hurt a lot of people either getting benefits now or planning to get benefits. And we have to make sure a plan is put together that will help ensure that that potential slash is not going to affect your lifestyle because if it affects your lifestyle, meaning your income, then you're not going to be able to do the things you wanted to do. You can't travel as much. You can't pay for your expenses for medical or your home. All those things become problematic, become very, very difficult. 
So according to Forbes, we talked about that, and 96% of Americans lose an average of $111,000 in Social Security income. And it's all because they claim their benefits at the wrong time. Understanding how you can avoid this expensive financial mistake, it's just one of the critical issues we tackle with our Peak Financial Retirement Blueprint. And today we're offering to create one of these customized plans just for you, and we're not going to charge you a dime. This free customized plan will show you how you could potentially reduce your taxes in retirement, generate dependable income while at the same time lowering your risk, optimize your social security benefits, and seamlessly pass your wealth onto the people you love, and also do so much more. You know, Dan, um, we can make it real easy for the listeners today because there's no obligation and there's no cost at all. Uh, but there are only so many hours in a day, and we can't do this for everybody. So we're offering this to qualified listeners who call us today, be one of the next seven callers. And if you've saved at least $500,000 for retirement, dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword money to schedule your initial analysis. Many advisors may charge thousands of dollars for a customized plan like this, but we're not going to charge you a dime and there are absolutely no strings attached. This offer is available for the listeners who call us today. And all you have to do is call and leave a message. Again, dial pound 250 on your cell phone and then say the keyword money. Once again, pound 250 on your cell phone and then say the keyword money. Investment advisory services are offered through Fiduciary Solutions, LLC, a California registered investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, and securities may lose value. Insurance products and services are offered through PFFG Insurance Agency, LLC, California Insurance License Number 0N14013, Dan Ahmad, California Insurance License Number 0732913, and Jim Files, California Insurance License Number 0F06511.